Hi, and welcome to the Celebrating Autism podcast. I am your host, Melanie, and I am a special education teacher, and I also have a master's degree in special education with an emphasis in autism. This is a podcast for teachers, parents, and other professionals who want to learn practical strategies and tools to create a world that caters to all people, including individuals on the autism spectrum. Along the way, you will get to hear some amazing stories that celebrate autism and are guaranteed to put a smile on your face. So let's get started on our journey to making our world a more inclusive place, one strategy at a time, along with improving the lives of people with autism and their families. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about how to handle chaos and uncertainty. Uh, Right now, we're kind of living in a chaotic time with a lot of uncertainty about school and how long some of our school districts are going to be out of school. I know my school district is going to be out for a few weeks. So I just want to talk about how to have those conversations with your kids and what that conversation went like for me, who uh, had to tell my students why we wouldn't be at school for the next couple of weeks. So this was a really difficult conversation for me because everything happened so fast. I mean, we got an email saying that we were having an emergency staff meeting at 10 o'clock. And at that staff meeting, we got the news from our principal that our school was going to be closed for a few weeks. And since we're at elementary school, we wanted to make sure that we told all of the students at the same time. So us teachers weren't allowed to say anything or tell students until two o'clock. And so that way everyone would know at the same time and nobody would be sharing anything at recess or lunch before that. So during this time up until two, I had to try to really maintain calm energy because even though my, my aides and I were scrambling to get a couple of weeks worth of math and language arts materials together to send home, it was really tough to stay calm because inside, you know, I was kind of panicking because there was so much stuff to get together in such a short amount of time while maintaining my normal day of teaching and having the kids do what they needed to do. Getting the work together was especially difficult because I have students with varying abilities and at varying grades, and they all do different work in different groups. So I was so thankful to have my aides there to help me get everything together in time. They were so amazing and went above and beyond writing detailed notes to parents so that everyone would have what they needed no matter what. So that was so amazing and I'm so thankful for them to have them helping me with that. So I really wanted to share with you how I had this conversation with my students because it might help you at home if you're struggling with how to talk to your kids about the coronavirus, or more importantly, just the feeling of uncertainty in the world and having your routine just be so disrupted. What made this conversation especially tough is because I know a lot of my students depend on school. It provides them routine and stability, safety and comfort and food. And, you know, I am their safe person. My aides are their safe people. School is their safe place. And for that to just go away for a little bit really abruptly, I know was going to be a really tough news to deliver. So I made sure I began the conversation by just asking my students if they had noticed me and my aides in the classroom kind of running around and scrambling to put stuff together. And and a lot of them nodded that they did notice this. And so then I just continued on by explaining why we were doing that and what we were doing and And that the reason why we were putting together packets of work is because we're not going to be able to come to school for the next couple weeks. 
And of course, I just took a pause after that and let that information settle. And the looks on the faces of some of my students were really sad. There were some, definitely some tears. One of my students had said, but I love school and I'm going to miss school. And, you know, another one of my students who I know needs to come to school and it's his safe place and he started just breathing really hard and I could see like the panic all over his face and I just did my best to remain calm and let the kids know that I will still be in touch with them via email, their parents' email, and I listed all of the various ways that we can remain in contact. And I told them that I'm going to be doing um, read-alouds of fun books that I know they love, and I'm going to video myself reading the books and then be able to share that with their families and on our online learning platforms, which we're so lucky to have, so that they'll still be able to see me and connect with me and sort of feel some normal in this time of craziness. Even though there was just so much going on and the information kept changing, it was really important for me to maintain calm energy because I know my students and I know that they feed off my energy. And if I am stressed or crazy or feeling upset about something, I definitely project that onto them. And I have caught myself in the past kind of noticing that and then changing my energy So I know going into this situation that I just had to have calm energy and because I'm the leader, I'm the leader of the class. My students look to me for calm. My students look to me for leadership and I have to make sure that I am present, that I'm okay, and that I am not giving off any feelings of scared or worried um, because I know that they look to me for that. So trying to maintain my calm, which I felt like I did. And making sure that my aides did the same thing. Um, And I know that if I modeled that calm energy, that my aides would also model calm energy because we just work really well together in that way. Now, speaking of energy, this concept definitely applies to home too. And just know like it is totally okay to feel scared or worried. There's a lot of uncertainty, like I've been saying this whole episode. And if we as adults are feeling that, we have to consider that our kids are feeling this too. And they might not have the tools to express their feelings the way we do. And instead of being able to express their feelings with words, kids can oftentimes internalize these fears. And then they start to display these unexpected behaviors that are so disruptive. And we really need to consider if there is disruptive behavior going on, we really need to think about why. Is it that my routine has been completely blown up and I don't know how to give you the words to tell you that? Or is it because they're worried about getting sick? You'd really have to think about why and then investigate that further with your kids. One way to do this is by checking in regularly with your kids and having that open conversation. How are you feeling about everything that's going on? What have you heard? How does that make you feel? Kind of give those guiding questions, but let them drive the conversation. And it would be, it's going to be really important for them to know that you might be feeling certain ways about what's going on too, and that it's okay. You're all in this together. You're a strong family unit and you're going to get through it together. I think that's really important. There's regular check-ins so that, so that your kids aren't really internalizing these scary feelings that they're really not sure how to process yet. 
And this goes for all kids, not just kids with autism, not just kids with special needs, but for typical kids too. I mean, it's really tough to have all this stuff going on and not be able to process it the way we do. And sometimes maybe we forget that. We have to remember that their brains and communication skills and all these feelings like aren't fully developed like ours. And definitely keep this in mind too when you're having a conversation with adults that are in the room or let's say you're on the phone, making sure that if you're going to be talking about anything sensitive that your kids are out of earshot and that you're in a different room making sure that they can't hear what you're saying because if they do and maybe they pick up on something that you haven't talked about them with yet, they might be internalizing. So when you're talking to your kids about school being closed or the coronavirus and all of this stuff, 100% maintain the tone as positive, trying your best to have calm energy, trying to make sure you have activities planned, going for short walks, um, going out, going online and really exploring some resources of what you can be doing as far as activities to keep kids busy are going to be all really great things to get us through this time where we don't know when we're going to necessarily return back to normal, uh, but we know that it will pass eventually and we just have to get through this together as a strong unit. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Please connect with me on Instagram at Celebrating Autism Podcast. Reach out with any questions, concerns, or celebrations that you want to share. Please stay healthy and remember to be washing your hands and not touching your faces. Please stay safe and thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.